You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about how to create engaging content. And I have Tim here in the studio today. I'm going to have Tim do a quick intro, but he's in the top 1% of mortgage originators in America. He also brings 15 years of mortgage experience. But Tim, I know I have your bio, but we'd love to hear from you. What is, if you want to do a quick intro and kind of what your goal is as, as your loan officer, that'd be great. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So I'm a loan officer outside of Washington, D.C. I'm here in Fairfax, Virginia. Um, like you said, I've been doing this for a long time. Pretty fortunate to be doing what I do in the area I do it because we have such a strong housing market. And you know, my goal with what I do is just to help as many families achieve the dream of home ownership and help them manage their mortgage and achieve their real estate goals. Awesome. And Tim, the reason why I had I have Tim on this episode is he's actually a client of ours. And when Tim submitted his first video, I'm like, dang, this guy creates good content. Like even without our video editing on the back end, like his stuff is still engaging. And really this episode, I want to talk about like tips that we can give you guys from Tim, the man himself, of how he creates engaging content. But Tim, like you're a video editor too, and you like to do it as a hobby. When you're planning your video content, what's going through your head when you're trying to create these videos to be engaging for your audience? I think the first thing is you have to be answering a question or providing value. And you know, when I was kind of preparing for this podcast, one of the thoughts that I had is, you know, every industry, especially mine being the mortgage industry, has a governing body, right? So you have an agency or an association that you know, manages, you know, what you do, what your industry is all about. And probably the easiest way to get content ideas is just to go to that association or that governing body and just, you know, search for frequently <clears throat> asked questions. So that's what I did initially is, is I just looked for, you know, first time home buyers, you know, FAQs, and uh, you get a lot of content and they give you the answers. And all you need to do is just put it into your words. And it's just as simple as that. Everyone is always looking for an answer to some question, you just got to figure out how to put it into uh, a format that you know they're going to be able to understand. And it seems so simple, but actually there's another guy at Loan Depot. Uh, he said, anytime a customer asks me a question, no matter like how small it is or how big I write it down on a notebook, is there anything that you do something like that with your customers? Obviously, you go to the website and you search frequently ask questions, but is, is there something you do for that strategy? Absolutely. And I think you know, I don't write them down. But you start to pick up on, you know, when you're getting asked the same question multiple times. And clearly that's a need that people have and you have to either address it in your process and then you can kind of take it into your marketing. And they're not the only person who's going to be asking that. So what I have is just an Excel document that I've just been dumping ideas and thoughts into as I go through this process with a client, how to make it better or how to turn this little piece of what we did together into a, a content idea or strategy. That's awesome. And I think too, really like something that I've been wondering is a lot of loan officers, when they get on camera, sometimes their voice changes how you talk to them in person. Sometimes it sounds like a robot, right? Like they're reading off a script. <laughs> when I'm looking yeah. at your stuff, man, like it's just, it feels very personable and it feels like you're talking to me. Is there any tips that like, loan officer, real estate agent, business owner, when they get in front of that camera, how do you still sound like yourself or being authentic? Yes. Well, I think, you know, I'm not perfect. There, there's a few videos after I watch them, I'm like, oh, I feel like, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm coming across a little too salesy or a little too animated. 
And I think the the number one way to get better is just you've got to do it. You've got to put yourself in front of a camera and you've got to record and you just can't, you know, filter yourself too much. You have to put it out there. And eventually what I started to do is, you know, I kind of just imagine the lens of my camera as, you know, one of my ideal client, you know, so I, I try to think of it as like, a, you know, I'm looking at somebody's face and and just imagine I'm talking to that person rather than talking to, you know, the Internet. And uh, yeah. when I kind of made that switch, it really has helped out. You know, I think the, the, the voice that I'm using, at least, be a little bit more personal. That's awesome. When you first started creating content, when did you first start creating content? I've never asked that. Uh, you know, it's been off and on, um, not consistent until recently, but I started probably back in 2017, um, okay. you know, before. Yeah. So that was, I used to, yeah. So, so it's been a while, but it's always been just, you know, trial and error, you know, and, and uh, nothing consistent um, just because, you know, work and life get in the way. But now recently with, you know, stories help, I've been able to be a little bit more consistent about getting uh, these, you know, pieces out. It's awesome. Um, when you, so I'll give you my experience real quick. When I first started recording video content, I was like a deer in headlights. And uh, just like sometimes when I record a podcast, I'll like stand up straight. My voice will become very animated. And I, I'm not like that. I'm kind of like just mellow. And mm. it was hard to get through that at the beginning, like trying to act like myself. What were some of the struggles in 2017 that you were facing when you're recording your first videos? So I think I, I think I, I kind of had a, a journey here because I think I started off really well, not really, you know, expecting anything to come from it. So it was it was pretty easy and it flowed. The one thing that I did not do when I started is I didn't do any scripts. So I didn't have anything written down. I just kind of had like the overall like title. And then I would just, you know, go out there and talk. Again, you're answering a question that you've probably been asked, you know, face to face or over the phone by a client. So why not just answer it the same way? But then I started to get, you know, traction, you know, some of my videos got views and then that started to put a little bit more pressure on me. And yeah. then I started writing scripts and I started doing things a little bit differently. And then kind of, I feel like it kind of took me out of my element and out of my groove. And then, uh, you know, after, you know, doing it a certain way and kind of getting a little bit of feedback, I'm, you know, back to what I did well, which is a little bit more unscripted, natural content. Yeah, I love that. And I think there was something that you brought up and it, it kind of comes like a common question that loan officers face. And they'll start recording video content and they'll be like a month and they'll say, Hey, nobody's reached out to me. But I don't mm-hmm. think they realize like people is watching that stuff. I just got off a phone call literally 18 minutes ago of this person that could be a giant affiliate for our, our, our company. And he said, yeah, I was watching your stuff. He never commented. He never liked, he never messaged me about it. So this is like six months later that I'm just barely seeing this. What keeps you going to, I know we help you post on social, but what keeps you going to add, create the content? even if people aren't reaching out to you like consistently, I would say. You know, so it's, you can't be doing it for the reason, like you're not going to go viral, right? And, um, you know, I think that's everybody's expectation, you know, that's just not the case. And so I think when you realize that when you first start, the people who are going to see you are your friends, your family, your mom, and that's really it. But what happens though, is that those people start to understand what you do and they're going to start to, you know, do business with you or help you find business. And that's great. And that's what we're all, you know, in it for. But what's interesting is that it's, I don't get much feedback. I don't get, you know, a lot of comments and things, but my friends get comments from other people. My wife gets calls from her friends and says, Hey, I see your husband's, you know, videos and things on social. And it's like, well, they didn't tell, they didn't say anything to me about it, but you know, like, yeah, it's a slow build, right? We're on top of a mountain packing a snowball 
right? Yeah. And we're getting good at the content. We're getting good in front of the camera. And when our time is ready, like that snowball, we're just going to let go of it. And it's just going to fly down the mountain and get bigger and bigger over time. And so that's kind of the vision that I have is, is uh, you know, every, every video, every post, we're just getting, you know, a little bit better and growing our share, but nothing is yeah. overnight. Yeah. I love that. I think so many, like you, you talked about being viral. I think a lot of people, they focus on like how many likes and comments am I getting? These vanity metrics. And the thing with social media, it's hard to track that stuff. Like it's hard to track like how many people actually are going to take action from that video that I don't know about. Like you may have had multiple clients reach out to you, not mention that video at all, but they reached out to you because of the video right. content. I think it's huge. Okay. That's awesome. I want to go into the next thing and I want to talk about... Uh, the importance, I guess it still kind of relates to it. The importance, not YouTube, but the importance of social media. So Facebook, Instagram, maybe even LinkedIn matters to your business. What impact have you seen from that so far? I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, so our industry had, you know, two booming years with 2020 and 2021. This year, it's still a great year, but a little bit more challenging. The last two years, I didn't make one outbound marketing call or sales call. It all came through social media. And again, I wasn't doing it consistently or doing it that well, but I was still doing it. And um, it's important. And it's not just attracting new clients. It's about marketing to your existing clients, letting them know you're still here. You're still you know, ready for any referrals and um, creating that, that mind share in their brains. So when they see the opportunity for you, they're going to refer you out to their friends, families, and coworkers. And that's kind of Mm-hmm. Um, what I've seen is just my social media marketing is really, you know, a great tool to market to my existing database, connecting with them on all of the platforms, LinkedIn, if it's more professional, Facebook, if it's more personal, but, you know, making sure that they're, um, you know, we're connected outside of an email address. It's just, it's been a huge part, if not the only part of my, my business really. Dang. So you made, when you talk about email and being in front of your clients, mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast and Tim, I'll actually just ask you the question. How many times have you seen an email and you just opened it so you can mark it as unread and then you go, you don't even look at the first line? Like how many times have you done that? I mean, thousands. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm at the point now where I'm just, you know, even if I kind of have a relationship with whoever's sending me the email, I'm just marking it as junk. I just don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, hopefully you're not so, doing that to me. Hopefully. <laughs> no, no. Story. <laughs> Yeah, story, stories, emails, and your emails are are coming through clear and being and being read, you know. But uh, yeah, there's there's just so much noise in um in our in- inboxes, and you can't rely on that alone um yeah. to uh, to be you know received. So yes, yeah, it's, it's uh it's a lot. So the reason why I asked that is because with email, like you can see their name, but with mm-hmm. social, even if you don't watch the video, you're seeing an image of them at the very beginning of it. So that's going to stay in your brain a lot more than seeing that name and then just going about your day, right? So I think that's important to know. Even if people aren't watching your videos, they're definitely noticing that you're doing it and they can't avoid that. You're literally on their feed unless if they unfollow you. Um, right. Okay, this is, a, this is a funny question. I have my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Teleprompter or prompts? Which <laughs> well, one? if you want to... So, so prompts is, is what I prefer. So I, I tested this. Again, like, Nobody's going to be perfect. So try everything. And so if you go back to my social media feed right now, I think the last 10 or so posts, I use a teleprompter and I'm not a big fan of it personally. And so I would, I would suggest, you know, when you are doing social media, you should be talking about what you know. 
So yes. you probably shouldn't need a teleprompter, right? And if you do, that's okay. You know, something is better than nothing. But you know, my again, I'm better off the cuff, and uh, so I, I prefer no no teleprompter. So you might make fun of me for this. I thought a few months ago I needed a teleprompter. I thought it. And I spent yeah. like a few thousand dollars on a camera, the <laughs> teleprompter, the lighting. And I was yeah. like, you know what's easier than all of this? Just using my phone and it sounds more yeah. like me. Like I'd go back and watch the videos and be like, dang, that does not sound like me. And you can still use a camera. But my point being is like, why prompts to me work so much better is because you're talking about what you know not mm -hmm. reading off a script that you found online where you're talking about something that doesn't for organic. Cause like, imagine like Tim, I ask you a question about rocket science and you talked about a video about it and we're in person asking about it. Like, are you gonna have any idea what to say to me about that? Probably yeah, not. No maybe, clue. maybe you have rocket yeah. science experience. I don't know. Yeah. So I think, I think it's huge and people have different mm -hmm. opinions, but I really like prompts for that matter just cause it sounds, and it's more authentic to who you are. Okay. I want to, I want to end with this because I think it's important. You guys should definitely check out Tim's social accounts, but his voice, it's very powerful. And I don't know if there's like something that you do to make your voice sound really good and like authoritative on, on video, but like, is there any tips you can give us for that? I don't know if you have any, but yeah. So, well, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's just a gift, I guess that I've got a, a loud voice. Um, honestly, there really isn't much to it, but again, I I've tested things out. So you go back to my social media feeds, you'll see different microphones that I've tried using and no microphone and they all deliver the message. Right. And the truth is, I think, and you probably know more than I do, but the, yeah. no one probably has a sound on anyways, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's the, uh, the captions that you guys put up and, and the graphics and things that really deliver the message, but you have to try. Cause again, I'm using a, you know, this microphone now here, which is like a blue snowball that I've had for a while. And I have, you yeah. know, the, different kinds. And you just got to figure out which works best for you. Because, you know, for my loud voice, like sometimes if I have a mic like too close to my mouth, like it pops a lot. And, uh, you know, everybody's different, but, you know, don't, don't yell at the camera. I'll tell you that, you know, yeah, you know, just speak, okay. speak like you normally do your normal voice. It's awesome. So Tim, you're, I, you've been having a BA campaign go out. Mm -hmm. What's your goal again with the BA campaign? So we can talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, everything we have a, a mission behind everything that we do, right? So a goal. So right now we're focusing on VA loans. And the goal was over the next six weeks to help six families get pre-qualified for VA financing. And we're just ending week three and we've helped, uh, helped four families. So the campaign's working really well. Um, we're doing you know consistent messaging through longer videos and, and the reels that you guys are posting. And you know, it seems to be working, but we have uh, themes basically you know, that we're, we're running right now. Their content. That's awesome. Dang. That's awesome. Veterans definitely reach out to Tim. Um, Mickey, let's throw up Tim's social handles and Tim, thank you for being on the podcast. If there's one thing you want to close us with or an ask um, or anything that you want, I'll give you the floor. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Just, you know, feel free to connect with me on, on social, you know, trying to be as an engaging as possible. We can all learn from each other. Um, the number one thing that I would suggest that we all do is just, you know, get our messages out there. Whether you think it or not, somebody needs to hear it from you, especially when it comes into my industry. I feel like there's a lot of misinformation in there. So if you have you know, something to say, you know, get out there and say it because um, people are needing to hear it. There, there's a lot of concerns about the economy and housing right now. And you know, go ahead and, and deliver your message because you know, it's appreciated. Sweet. Thank you, Tim. 
appreciate being on this episode. Guys, this episode is a little bit shorter, but I feel like it's a lot more powerful than our other ones. We gave a lot of tips that Tim has learned over the years. I still can't believe 2017. That's because I just started like three years ago. So that's awesome. But um, thank you, Tim. That was awesome. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.